Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. listeners and welcome to the first episode of the show that doesn't have a name yet because uh, last time you tuned in or hopefully you've tuned into this podcast before this podcast was called Road to Divi 1 it was documenting the season of the Bendigo Bats in the Athletics Victoria cross country season which has been it was cancelled last year after three rounds and the year before that it was cancelled the whole 10 race series due to the covid-19 global pandemic that's been happening so uh since then we're back we're back for 2022 the season 2022 and i'm joined by the captain of the bendigo bats the king of cross country here in australia andy buchanan buchanan welcome to season 2022 yeah cheers brady it's uh yeah it's pretty exciting it's um i feel like it's around that time when all those memes are going to start coming out where it's like winter is coming and it's like mm. game of thrones style so it's um Yeah, it's exciting. Um really good to be back chatting about probably the the best uh athletics uh season going around in the world, I think. It's pretty unique. Um and yeah, it's really exciting that we can uh we can be in Div 1. Obviously, last year that was our plan and it was all about um doing the time to get into Div 1 and we uh we rocked up to the races we could and and did really well. So it's it's pleasing to hear that AV of um Yeah, given us the nod and put us up into Div One, which is, uh, I don't know. I think a few people it's ruffled their feathers, which makes us even more excited. We'll get to that news in a second, but I do. I've got a few things I want to ask you before that. Um, first up, what are we going to call this podcast season? What this season, this series? Because last year was called Road to Divi One, and as we've kind of spoken about already, we have been put up to Division One. So, have you got any ideas about what we call this season? Yeah, well, straight off the bat, I'm kind of thinking road to premiers. Um, yeah. I like the confidence, and I don't know. I just like the the swagger that we've got at the moment. Um, but that could backfire pretty badly. Um, the unique thing about this series is it's it's not about having the six fastest runners. It's about having six very consistent runners throughout the whole season. Um, and there's there's events like. The ten relays, which is three point six k, and then there's uh, like a, a half marathon. So you really need a diverse team. So 
I don't know, that's my vote, but I'm sure there's some people out there that are probably smarter than me that can come up with a good a good name. Um, hopefully it involves the bats because we're pretty well, it's funny, we're pretty well known um, as the bats these days. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the road to premiers would be awesome, but at the same time that could, um, yeah, that could get messy. It could backfire. <laughs> yeah. Especially when we're recording this in March and the first race is uh, May for a 10-race series that goes through all the way to September, I think. So um, a lot can happen between now and September, which obviously we'll document on this podcast throughout the year. Um, so the big news in the preseason, obviously, was that the Bendigo Bats have been promoted to Premier Division, which now makes Premier Division an 11-team um, eleven team what season? What do they call it? 11-team roster kind of thing? Competition, I guess, which yeah, is the yeah. first time that's yeah. happened in a while because usually it's 10 teams. But because of the pandemic and stuff I was kind of speaking about before, they put us up to make an 11-team competition, which means at the end of the year, the two teams on the bottom of the ladder will get relegated to Division 2, where we were previously. So um, so an exciting, and I agree with you. Good that Athletics Victoria maybe looked at the situation and thought this team, what they've done in 2021, proved to be up there, even though we didn't win Division 2 because the, the season didn't happen. But thank you to uh, Athletics Victoria for making that decision. And hopefully we can prove throughout 2022 that that's the division that we belong in. Yeah, I think we I think we will. And I think we proved it last year um, through the, the three races where we were kind of winning overall. Um, and just looking at the Premier Division this, this year, we've got, it's, it's really pleasing to see a big range of teams. Like you've got APS, Ballarat, Box Hill, Collingwood, Doncaster, Geelong, Glen Huntley, Melbourne Uni, St. Stephen's, Western A's and Bendigo. So it's pretty cool to see a real, um, I don't know, a really good spread of different clubs there. Some clubs that are, are really strong over the track, whereas there's some regional teams in there. Um, looking at that list, Brady, who do you reckon are the are the favourites for the, the season? I know it's a fair way away, but what if you had to pick one yeah. right now? Well, the good thing I think as well is there's three regional teams in there. Like I did hear a whisper that um, on pretty good pretty good knowledge out of Geelong that they were asked to um, maybe put themselves down, but they knocked that invitation back and said they wanted to stay in Premier Division. So, um, yeah, I did hear. So it's good to have them still in Premier Division. It's good to have Ballarat in Premier Division. Good to have Bendigo as the three regional teams. But I actually, when I did see the all the teams on one piece of paper, um, I looked at it and thought, oh, it's one thing to be talking shit when you're in Divi 2 that you've got to smash all these teams, but when you actually see these teams on paper and you see who's in those teams, it's like there's some pretty strong teams there. Like St. Stephen's obviously are the standout. They're usually strong early in the season when they've got Stewie and Ben Buckingham running around for them, so they often get off to a pretty good start. Guys like Tom Thorpe, who's the state 5K champion, has been for the last two years and is pretty solid over cross-country as well. So they're pretty dominant, and they've got that depth. Even when I was watching the Box Hill Classic on... Thursday night, I think it was. Like, there's guys running, you know, sub 8.20 there that are kind of their fifth and sixth runners. So um, got the depth over the shorter distances. The question with St. Stephen's is what happens when they lose Stewie and Ben Buckingham when they go to the World Champs, Com Games, go overseas for a season over in Europe. Box Hill got it. Well, that was the other thing. When I was looking at these list of teams, most of them are in Premier Division because they've got such a rich history of being strong. So guys like Glenn Huntley, guys like Box Hill, Western A's, have they won a premiership the last couple of years? I know they've been close. They've been really close. I 
don't know if they have, I think, because they, they were one of the last teams to get promoted yeah. um, a, a few years ago. And I know St. Stephen's won it the year, the last year it actually went fully ahead. So that'd be um, 2019, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they've been very close. I reckon I'm pretty sure at, um, they finished second uh, 2019. But um, it was funny, actually. I heard a bit of a rumor about Geelong region as well. I heard that uh, uh, there was some whispers going around that Geelong and and Ballarat were going to merge so they could actually field a team. Yeah, that's, right. Um, I didn't hear that one. That's what I heard. What I heard were more than whispers. It was from a very senior member of their cross-country program down there. And I'm sure I won't give away his name, but the other news I also got out of him is they're happy to stay in Premier Division and they're looking to build their whole team around marquee athlete Matt Gunther. He's committed to it the whole 10 race season. So he'll be their kind of marquee athlete down there. And Julian Spence, obviously, who I do the Inside Running podcast with, will be in a bit of a role of development coach. So, um, you know, they're throwing everything at this, which would be interesting. You know, Moose has gone from coaching Ali Pashley at the Olympics to the, the development coach of uh, the Geelong Goldfish cross-country team down there. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they can dish out. Um, and good luck to them. It's good to see regional teams doing well over there against the big boys from the city. Yeah, it's good to see the uh, the big dog taking his spot there, Gunther. Um, mm. Got a lot of time for him. So he's uh, hopefully he can rally the troops and actually get a um, get a team on the park. And um, good just to see the commitment, be... isn't it? Commitment early doors, oh. just saying, you know what, I'm signing up for 10 rounds. I'll pay my 10-round membership. We'll go from there. Yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting. Like It was disappointing that a few of those teams couldn't even get six at some of their local um the races that are pretty close to them so i don't know we'll wait and see but um that's the thing if geelong can put a good team together they're a pretty handy team obviously ballarat they're not the the powerhouse they used to be but i'm sure mona could try to uh rally some troops um but looking i think box hills the you need to be careful of them because i remember a few years ago they were getting very 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 good depth um and if they just get one or two people really keen um they can be they can be up there, um, and then obviously St. Stephen's. Um, and I'm hearing a few whispers that a few of the Western A boys are heading overseas for a bit of an American summer, so that's going to um, challenge their depth, I think. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see, actually. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. It could be, and I don't. I think it's fair to give a couple of teams the benefit of the doubt for not showing up in 2021, just given the situation with lockdowns and the pandemic and like COVID and all those kind of things. Just so, um, yeah, I don't think we can judge. It's, it's good to throw some lip at some clubs for not having great turnouts in those three rounds that did happen in 2021. But at the same time, I think it'd be different in 2022. And I think the fact that two teams are going to get relegated now, that's going to put a lot of people on the edge of their seats about having to rock up, have to be there, have to claim some points. Um, because when it was one team, you know, realistically, you look at the, the teams in that Premier Division, out of the 11 this coming season, there's probably three or four teams trying to win it. And then you've got three or four teams trying not to get relegated. And then you've got a couple of teams that are just happy to finish mid-pack, like just consolidate where they are for the season if they're rebuilding, but they're probably safe from getting relegated. But when that's only one team going, it's different. When it's two teams going, all of a sudden there's a few few more risks that need to be taken and a few more uh, heads on the chopping block. Yeah, exactly. Where are you putting us? in that little calculation there of teams that are just trying, where do you think Bendigo should be aiming for? Yeah, I think we're like, well, the first thing, I don't know. Uh, you can play two sides of it. Like the conservative side of it for me wants to sit here and be like, you know what, we're in Premier Division. We haven't been there for 
10 years when we did get there last time we got kind of kicked straight out so it's not an environment that we've got a lot of history in and um and experience in so we're really the little fellas just going up to play with the big boys so a conservative goal is to not get kicked out like don't be that bottom two or three teams make sure you're kind of mid-pack um but the other side of the coin is like shit why can't we win this thing like We've proved what, proved what we had on the park in 2021 for those three rounds that we were competitive with those Premier Division teams. Um, so, and I look at our team this year, I look at the names, they're the same names, if not maybe stronger. Like, I don't think anyone's got slower from last year. So um, they should be more competitive. And the level of commitment and the culture we've kind of built has also grown 12 months on. So I think we're going to be a top four top four team uh, I think if everything goes right for us we can push to win it um, but if we sit here in 12 months time we're finished third or fourth I also think that's a decent pass mark yeah no I agree I um I'm not, I'm not gonna lie I'm getting I'm getting pretty excited because I look at our team and I think we're in a better position than when we were where we were sorry um last year and I think everyone's gotten faster and I think there's this I don't know real growing um, everyone's really committed, and it's it's funny how I remember for oh, would have been what eight, maybe ten years ago at ten relays, and we got put up. I think with Melbourne Uni, I think that's when we mm. we did pretty well there, and because um, we were battling out in Div Two, and we got into Div One, and um, yeah, it was just I thought it was the best thing ever, and then I think we stayed there for a year, and then <laughs> we just really dropped down, and we. I think we got all the way down to Div 5 um, and we weren't even fielding teams and that kind of stuff. But just recently, there's been such a um, a really big boom, which has um, just made everyone better. And it's it's just pleasing to see so many people in Bendigo running. Like, I think we've got about, what is that? I think six juniors that are heading off to nationals at the moment. So they, the first um, Chelsea Tickles competing today and then a few boys and girls competing over the next week. So it's pretty good and it's pretty, pretty pleasing to know that like when you and me stop running, I think there's still going to be a really good um, a good team there to follow it through. Yeah, I agree. The depth coming through is unbelievable. And for you, well, actually, we just might explain how the whole season works because we might have picked up some new listeners who are, are new to this Athletes Victoria season. So especially for overseas listeners, Victoria is one of the states in Australia, um, one of the southern states. It is a 10-race season um, that travels all throughout different locations in Victoria, mostly near Melbourne. Um, I think majority of them are yeah near the city there. The 10 races are broken up into, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, five road and five cross-country races, with six of those races being individual races and four of those races being relays. I've got that right, yeah. haven't I? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Yep. Where you finish in the individual races, that's how many points you score for the team. Your first six people across the line um, are the people that, that count for your scores. And the team with the lowest score at the end of the race wins the round. If you win the round and say there's 11 teams in Premier Division, I think you get 12 points. Whereas if you come second, you get 10, third, nine, you know, fourth, eight. So winning the round, you get that bonus point. Um, the relays, obviously, that's pretty simple to understand. That's just wherever your, your team crosses the line gets maximum points for that one. And then they the ladder goes throughout the year. Um, and then whoever's on the top of the ladder at the end of the year are the premiers. Whoever's the bottom two on the ladder are down to Div 2. There's like seven 
men's divisions, I think, seven or eight. Yep. And yeah, um, seven. maybe three or four women's divisions. Yeah, I reckon four or five. Yep, four or five. So so pretty competitive. Um, when you do race, you race against everyone. So in the past when we've raced Division 2, um, every man goes off the line at the same time. So the way, you know, your position in the race is super important because there could be people from Division 2, Division 3 finishing in front of you, which then moves you higher up, which scores more, you know, higher points, which isn't good in those individual races. Um, I've done a pretty good job of covering that, haven't I? Yeah, I think so. And I think distances the, range from like yeah, distances range yeah. from like six k, eight k. Three point eight is the shortest one. Three point eight. Yeah, yep. the ten relays. Three point eight for the relay, and then what? There's an eight k cross country, a six k cross country relay, a ten k cross country race, twelve k cross country race, ten on the road, half on the road, fifteen k on the road, and a mixed distance cross country relay. And then yeah, six, yeah, and then six k, six point two k, I think it is on the road for one of the relays as well. So, um, yeah, it's it that throws things into an interesting spot because some people are good at cross country, like yourself as a two time Australian cross country champion, um, and then other people prefer the roads. But you need a team of people who are good at both. Yeah, exactly. And um, I know I think it's. One of the really good things is there's some really good, like Lakeside 10, that's really building. It's probably one of the premier um, alongside Melbourne Marathon is one of the really big uh, fun runs um, throughout the season. Mm. So there is some really fast ones, but then there's the Bundura Cross Country, which um, a lot of people would have heard of before. So it is a really nice uh, mixture of terrain and events. And they're, they're essentially... It's normally two a month, so there's normally two weeks between each event, which is um, really useful because you can kind of work it into your training plan um, and and do a lot of these races. So it's um, one thing I'm looking forward to is not copying the lift that we copped last year because we weren't allowed in that. What they do on the start line is they have mm. a little pen at the front for the Div 1 runners, and if you're not in Div 1, you can't start there. Um, so I'm looking forward to being able to go in there and not copying the lip from, from everyone, which is fair enough because I probably would have done the same thing, uh, and having to line up behind all these pretty slow runners. So um, that is one thing I'd forgotten about and one thing I'm very much looking forward to starting yeah. at the front. So someone like you who would win pretty regularly these cross-country races, but there was 10 teams of six which had the um, – the privilege, I guess, the being the Premier Division teams of being able to start in front of you. So you had to get past 60 people to then get to the front of the race to then win the race. People who used to be pretty good, though. People would go, hey, you're probably going to smash us. You can come up here and stand with us. But there were a couple of angry officials that didn't like seeing the Bendigo Bat singlets um, close to the front of the races. Yeah, exactly. But no, I do. I, I have good memories of just a good amount of banter at those start lines and yeah, people were just calling out, calm the bats, and, yeah. yeah, all different things. So it is good fun, and that's, like, I don't know, it's it's really, like, you look at athletics, it's a very individual sport, and then you kind of think about the college system, about how they score points for their team, all that kind of stuff, and um, there's no there's no better feeling, or there's no feeling like it when you cross the line at an XCR event, and you kind of turn around to see, oh, hey, where's the next Bendigo runner, mm. and then, like, you start to see a few of you coming through and it's just like, oh, this is awesome. And everyone's talking about how the team went rather than, oh, how did you go, Brady? It's more so like, how, oh, look, there's our fifth runner, sixth runner. And it's just, it's such a unique um, 
especially in athletics, to have that, that kind of team effect. So that's what I really love about it. It is. And I've been in teams and stuff before where you go and you and you don't have that. Like it's, you might want a few races, so you might enter three or four of the rounds, but you don't really care about the team stuff. Um, because there'd be more teams that don't care about the team stuff than do. Um, so it's going to be, yeah, it's really special that we've kind of built that and we got that there. And even I know last year, like there was a couple of races where I was just like, I'm just going down here. I'm happy to come 20th, 25th, uses a hard kind of training run. And then the gun goes, you get pretty competitive and you just like, you, you don't want to lose a spot because you know, that's, you know, someone's worked pretty hard to, to, um, get as many spots as possible in your team. So that's where it makes it pretty unique, especially in those last, you know, one or two Ks of a cross country race when you're pretty tired. And that is, you know, for the listeners out there, sometimes winning a round and, and coming second or third is the difference of one or two positions overall in the race. So, um, and that's where your six runners pretty important. Like we can have someone like you winning, obviously score one point for us. But if our six guys, you know, 30th or if they're 60th, that's massive 30 difference in points, which could be the difference between us winning or coming fifth or sixth for that round. So, it's good to have superstars like yourself on the team, but you really need to make sure that you've got depth and you need a good six, but really you probably need a good eight, nine, ten. Like you need people yeah. racing for that sixth and fifth spot. Um, or, you know, if someone's injured or someone's got a wedding or someone's going to be away or something like missing around, you need a good seventh to come into that sixth spot. And you also need a good eighth to then slot into that seventh spot to keep the pressure on the fifth and sixth guys that they're going to also run pretty well. So I've always said, like, if you want to try and win one of these premierships, you need you need 10 or 12 strong runners, not just, like, four, five, or six. Yeah, so speaking of those 10 or 12, mm. who who are you, what kind of names do you reckon we'll be throwing up um, this year, hopefully, for our, our premier division? Who can we expect to see donning the bats uniform, do you reckon? Yeah, give the listeners some names so they can get familiar. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Because they'll hear a bit about these guys throughout the year. And we will talk about the women's team in a second as well, because that's a bit of a development team we're trying to get off the ground there so yeah definitely don't think this is just men only but uh i call these guys the river bats so they're they're not based in bendigo they're based near the murray river where i am about an hour north of bendigo but have uh strong connections to bendigo and bendigo is unique because these smaller towns outside of bendigo even though they're you know 90 100 k's away our still kind of closest nearest main town is bendigo 
and there's no athletics clubs in this region so we kind of go down to bendigo so uh the river bats that i train with and coach i've got archie reed up here um archie's 20 he spent some time in our prem we now you know divvy two team over the last couple of years He's in really good shape at the moment. He ran low 30 minutes to be 13th at the Zatapec Australian 10K Championship in December. Um, come fourth at the 5K Frenzy in Bendigo, running just over 14.30 on a pretty wind, windy night. Went down and won a 10K in 30.30 at the Carmen's uh, 10K down there in St Kilda. Then went and ran a 5K PB of 14.18 at Box Hill and um, won a 10K down in Devonport. Uh, last weekend he went down there. They looked after him, and there was a bit of prize money, so we kind of put him on the plane, sent him down there, and, um, yeah, he just ran just over 30 minutes there as well. So he's probably in the best shape he's ever been in at the moment. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to, you know, pretty high levels of commitment, looking forward to getting in the bat singlet coming up this season. So And, like, niggle-free, injury-free, just, uh, yeah, in a good spot. And the other guy is uh, Nathan Stoat, who ran Melbourne Marathon with me in December, ran 2.21. He has run a marathon before, but this was kind of his real first attempt, so a pretty good debut. Um, hasn't been running that long, probably just over a year, seriously. He then went and ran ran and won the 10K at the Vic Country Championships in 30.30, solo run on the track in Bendigo, won a 15K up in Albury on the roads, come third at the 5k frenzy in 14.27 i think it was and then went to box hill with that same race as archie and ran 14.18 and then just last weekend um it broke the course record at wangaratta half marathon running 66.16 which is like pretty much i'm not sure if you ever ran the half marathon or any race at wangaratta it's like a bike path um half marathon so like think about if you're going to do a half marathon about like around kenny rez in bendigo skinny pass twist and turns which suit him because he's, he's a very, very good cross-country runner. Um, so he had no no dramas with running on that course, and that kind of shows. I think he's in probably 65 low shape if he can run 66, 16 on that course. So the river bats are going right, and I'm probably the third river bat. I'm just starting to get fit now. I'm, uh, yeah, I reckon I'm in about 14, 40 shape. But come, come May, hopefully I'm in fit enough shape that I can get a run in our um, Premier Division team. Who yeah, got down there? Um... Yeah, so we've got a pretty good selection. We've got a lot of juniors coming through. Um, so on the This is what worries team, me, Andy. This is what worries me, especially when the first race is only 6K. I'm like, oh, I could be in the Divi. What's our second division, Division 3? No, I can wear Div 4 even. Let me have – I do have it open You've here. You've got it open um, there? We are Division – yeah, Div 4. This, so we, this could be really a, scary because we're going to have some really good people in Division 4. And I'm so including I'm, myself in that conversation. I'm like, geez, I've got to... That's what I'm thinking when my alarm goes off recently. I'm like, I've got to go train. I remember picking myself in this team. You used to pick yourself first. And I'm like, oh, yeah, get a run in now, our best team for sure. But now it's like, oh, spots are hard to come by. Yeah, I remember um, middle of winter last year, you, you did a Sunday long run here in Bendigo, then uh, went and did the King of the Mountain. And there was this young yeah. kid that... Um, it kept up with you for most of the way. Made a bit of a move on the last hill. And yeah, he overtook kinda, me, yeah. Yeah, you, you got him and then um, you were like, who is this kid? And then he kind of, he's come out and ran like 158 um, for 800 and some some pretty good 1,500-meter times. Um, he's gone on so four, hasn't he? 357, 358? Yeah, 358 uh, two weeks ago down at Vic Milers. Yeah. Um, so that's that's Harrison Boyd we're talking about. So he's actually competing at Nationals this weekend coming. Um, so... 
we've got a lot of kids like that, but then we've got um, we've got the likes of uh, Matt Buckle. So he recently ran eight twenty two down mm-hmm. at um, in a three k at Box Hill. Yeah. Um, so he will be he'll be a very handy and I'm. I know with Matt and then also with Archie and Nathan, they're going to be so much better because um, they're a year older in terms mm-hmm. of like just that strength over cross country. So they were finishing um, kind of top top fifteen, um, top fifteen twenty, in, yeah, yeah, in a lot of the races last year, and I think they'll be pushing um, further up for that. So we've got Matt. Um, we've also got the Beast Cook who just went out and won Wangaratta Marathon last weekend in 2.29, um, which is pretty impressive on that straight course. back into training. I see today he did like a 30-minute threshold run six days yeah, after. There's, there's a reason why he got the nickname The Beast. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's living up to that, which is good to see. Uh, now, we've also got, um, hopefully I'm going to be there for most of the races as well. Um, and... We've got a few new additions. So we've got Brian McGinley. Um, so he's actually, he lived in Elmore for a while. He's currently down in Melbourne. Um, he ran 15-14 uh, for yeah. 5K the other week. At the so Richmond he's gonna 5K, be... I think, wasn't it? Time yep. of the 5K, yep. yep. And, he, and ran, he had a really good run at Melbourne half as well, like 67 low. Yep, yep, that's right. Just behind um, Archie that day, I think, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be... Yeah, he's going to be a tough one. Um, he might be taken. Who knows? Depends on the form you get in, Brady. It's, yeah. Um, and then we've also got... Well, he's going to be really... Oh, sorry to interrupt, but he's going to be great over the longer stuff. Like a 12K cross country, a 15K... If this is the guy who can run 67, um, you know, Burnley half, 15K road, 10K road, 12K cross, 10K cross. Because 10K cross country is the same strength as, as 16K on the road, I think. 12K yep. cross country yeah, is no. closer to half marathon on the road than it is 10K on the road. The strength you need for those races to run them well. So he's going to be, he's yeah. a great addition. And Almore, like a small town of about, oh, geez, 300 people, I reckon. Half an hour north of Bendigo. So, um, yeah, it's good that he's, he's found his way to the bats. Yeah, he's he's very excited. He um, he missed he missed last season. He had... Um, Bit of a knee injury, and it was a short season. So he's um he's super keen, and he he rocks the bat singlets um down in Melbourne and all that kind of stuff, and and loves all that. So he'll be um he'll be pushing for Div One, um and then obviously the Beast, Jamie Cook, he'll be pushing as well. And then we've also got uh Brian Keeley as well. Mm. So he's recently moved back to Bendigo from Sweden. Uh, so he's a he actually went to World Orienteering Championships. Um, very good runner, very good over the tough cross country um i'd say he'd be a a 30 minute runner in his in in good shape um and he's coming back from a bit of an injury so he'll be primed and ready to go so it's going to be um it's going to be pretty tough to get into that top six um and then when we have those those shorter um relays we've got uh we've got four kids that can run 840 for 3k at the Mm. moment um, and they're just kind of going from strength to strength at the moment. So it's um, it's pleasing. Then we've got the likes of uh, Nigel Preston, Steve Van Rees that are all, um, they're kind of 35 and over. Yeah, and 15, 15 30 kind of guys. Glenn McMillan, yep. same same up here. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's, you just, we've probably just spat out 12, 12, 13 people who could break 15, 30. And eight who could break fourteen fifty. Yeah, yeah. Well, our top, 
our top four or well, nearly our top five should be running, yeah, kind of 14. Under 14, 14 20. 20. Yeah. 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 Our so top it's, five it's guys exciting. have got PBs under 14, 18. 14, 18 or under. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. So it's, um, it's pretty good. And then with the women's, we've got a, uh, a pretty big new signing mm. um, as uh, Virginia Maloney, now McCormick, um, oh. has moved to Bendigo and she's um, she had a baby. Uh, I think two years ago now, so she's really keen to get back into running, really keen to get back into uh, the community, the running community. So she's um, she's jumping on board. She's going to be the 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 women's captain, um, as you would call it, yeah. and she's really excited. Marquee we've got player. A few, yes, <laughs> yep. Um, and we've got a few really good juniors coming through, so we're hoping we can kind of um, we can start that. And I think. I think the women's team's in Div 4, so look out for them making some um, some big moves um, across the next few years and hopefully following a similar trend to what we've done over the last few years, which will be exciting. And that would include like Tally, Lowe, uh, Tally Rowe, who was fourth at Box Hill Classic Thursday night, 4.37 over 1,500. Alice Wilkinson, yep. she had a good run at the 10K on the track a couple of weeks ago. Yep, she did. Yep, uh, so, Taryn Folletti, who's yep. a, she's a former national um, steeplechase champion, so she's really keen. Um, the evergreen Anne Buckley, yep. um, who is just she's amazing. She just keeps going, um, and hopefully we can continue to get a few more uh, a few more runners um, on that women's team and and really strengthen that up. So that's kind of one of our big goals this year. Um, so it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. A lot of people in good form. Um, so that leaves me with this question with the first round and we'll probably do a, we'll do an episode before the first round kicks off. It must be early May. I think we're talking end of March yeah. here. Um, 7th of May. without having any cross country form, how do you pick the first round? What are you looking at? Asking yeah, for a friend. It's, <laughs> it's really tough. So what, what we've done in the past few years is we send out a bit of a, um, just a, a link, a Google link, and then essentially see who can run. Um, and I think that's the first thing is we just get, all right, who can run? And then we just start going through them um, and, and look at recent form. Um, and I'll, we'll probably, I'll probably chat with you and we'll probably go, oh, okay, yeah, this is what we think. Um, and then I'm sure there's probably going to be a few that we, we need to, um, I don't know, agree to disagree or, mm. I don't know, put a bit of a jury out. Just but like I, pros actually, and cons. It's a good it's a good position to be in, um, where it's not just all right. Let's try and get six, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is what what it's been a few years ago. Whereas now it's going to be some real competition, um, and I know there's going to be some people that are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be running Div Four like for the whole year, and they're just going to really enjoy that. So it's um, I think we'll just see who's keen. Um, obviously, a lot can happen between now and then. Um, a few people might get injured or or whatnot, um, but it's I know you've got to look at the 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 event so it's a 6k cross country um so say if like if you're doing a marathon in say a month's time kind of thing it might be like okay let's maybe look at someone different so you've just got to weigh up all those factors and um yeah it's not just one person making the decision there'll be a few of us kind of um making that decision but it will be there will be some tough decisions um Mm. and especially that first round because as the season goes on, you kind of have, like, it's the 7th of May, then the next one's the 28th, and they kind of roll around every two weeks. So you can kind of be like, okay, yeah, this is what this person did last time. So we'll just go off that form. But the first one, 
is tough, but I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to um, yeah, to really crunch the numbers and see see who's in our top six. And it's also tough, like the way the race unfolds as well. Like you often run first leg, and you kind of have a race and then pretty much win win first leg. Like get us in first position coming across the line, especially when we used to come off the Divi two line. You'd still do that, but then. It's also like I know sometimes I might run like the fourth or fifth leg, which is more of a time trial type of leg. Like you're out there, might be a team 30 seconds in front of you, a team 30 seconds behind you, almost to hold the position kind of leg. So you want to be like, oh, who's good at doing that solo stuff? Who who needs to have competition of a race around them? Who's kind of had the experience that they can they can do either kind of thing? So it's, um yeah, it's quite a juggle to try and figure it out. But then we're lucky because yeah. round two, has this been announced yet where round two is actually going to happen? So it hasn't been announced, but I'm... Do you, do you want to break confident. it exclusive today? Yeah, yeah, hopefully I don't get in too much trouble from AV. But um, let's just say it's going to be called the Bats XCR round. Um, oh. That's what I'm calling it. Exciting. And it's going to it's going to be in Bendigo, which is great because um, I feel like the Bendigo region has supported XCR a lot. Um, we haven't had a race in Bendigo for years. No, well, obviously we used to have the uh, Coliban Relays. Coliban Relays, which was, I know, <laughs> some XR. They'd probably look back with good and bad memories um, <gasps> because that was an epic thing. Even for a Bendigo runner, that was epic. I can't imagine coming up here and not knowing where you're going. So for those people that aren't aware, it was an Ekaden Relay um, in the true sense where you started um, in Harcourt and you actually ran um all the way into bendigo and finished on the athletics track here in bendigo um and it was it was just uh, yeah you'd run legs yeah you'd run legs of 10k 8k all that kind of stuff you'd go through the bush and stuff and people had to try and drive on the roads to beach you to the next checkpoint there were so many times where people just weren't at the checkpoint when their runners got there um yeah chaos and there's no way they could have that event these days because it was just like you run on the side of the road sometimes like people yeah, would yeah, have been, was, yeah, OH&S, nah. Yeah, yeah, there was no road closures or anything like that. So, um, yeah, we're really excited. 28th of May, there's going to be an 8K cross-country here in Bendigo, um, which is going to be great fun. Um, we're just developing the course at the moment, um, and it's actually going to be at St. Anne's Winery. So it's hopefully people don't get it confused with the St. Anne's down out of uh, Ballarat, but there's actually one here, which is the former Big Hill, winery um so there's going to be some nice hills um and running around running around the uh the vineyards there which is going to be pretty um yeah i think it's going to be a good round Um, that used to be a course i reckon my first ever av i reckon race in 2000 and i'm going to say 2002 was like a kid's well it was av round and it was yeah it used to be there Belvoir was it at the golf, golf club? Yeah, yeah. Belvoir. Yeah, so across the road. Yeah. yeah. So that's in the exact same spot. So it's, um, yeah, it's going to be really fun. And for us, it's just, like, it's going to be exciting because that's 10 minutes from my house. Like, <laughs> so I don't have to get on the bus and, and and spend a whole Saturday on the bus. So it's, um, yeah, we're really, really looking forward to that. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of Bendigo runners there. Oh, imagine um, a Bats fan on, on course. Oh. The local, we'll be selling, the local mayor we'll will get down there, I reckon. Local business owners. We'll be selling merch that day. Sell it's it out. Be, 
yeah, it's the bats XCR that um, that name's going to catch on, hopefully. Hey, and we're talking about things like, um, you know, a lot of things in the pipe works about kicking off this year. But one thing I was talking about today was um, with somebody else was was memberships and we should have a number one ticket holder. You know, we should have like an ambassador and, um, you know, it could be the mayor of Bendigo or a prominent person in Bendigo could be the number one ticket holder of the Bendigo bats. We need to get some real big names on bowl, involved. Some a real yeah. super fan. Got any ideas? I like that. That's really like good. That. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. The number one could, ticket um, holder. You know how like footy clubs do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want you want someone that's that's involved and it, and has a bit of a public figure. Mm. Have you got? Have you thought of anyone? Is there oh, anyone no. that springs to I mind? I know, no. like, no, nah, no one springs to mind straight away. I know, like, talking super fans, Brad Croker, who I do the Inside Run podcast with, his wife Viv, she's like a Bendigo bat super fan, but I don't know. She doesn't have the profile around Bendigo to be number one ticket holder, but yeah, I don't. Tell I don't you, know. someone they don't live in Bendigo anymore, but they're pretty well known. Um, Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood. He, He's a former. He used to run for my club, and um, I reckon he knows of the Bendigo Bats. Um, so we might need to get our get our yeah. PR team to uh, to contact his team and see if we can um, get a bit of a deal there. And then um, he's he obviously could, he could mates. put it on his Instagram bio and stuff, just saying like Bendigo Bats number one ticket holder stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we could probably get Blitz, Mike Lukavs, former former runner, um, as our number two. He could. Those two together. No, but he's, he's aligned to Athletics Essendon. Who we got? Are they no, they're Div Two, aren't they? Are they Div One. Yeah, they're Div, div two. I'm pretty sure. Okay. They, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be yeah. worrying about them anymore then. No, I don't think so. I think he just yeah, no. Nah, I think he'd happily switch across to the bats, um, and he would pledge his alliance there. So I reckon that'd be that'd be pretty hard to beat. Dustin um, Martin plays for Richmond. Got Benio connections. He also might be interested. Yeah, he might be. He might be. He's, yeah, might have to auction it off. Yeah, there's, there's a long line. I reckon people would be, people would pay money. Normally, um, mm. I think people would pay money to have that title. We'll, um, we'll keep updated on that throughout the season. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll get planning, we'll get training ready, and be fit. What what's the date of the first one again? May what? May the seventh. May seventh. Um, Bendigo bats be ready to fly. We'll keep you guys posted before then. Uh, good luck with the training, Andy. Same one piece. Keep the Bendigo bats down there together. I'll look after the river bats up here. And we'll do it all yeah. again in a few weeks' time. So, listeners, don't yeah. expect this to come out weekly. But, um, yeah, we'll just do some social posts when there's episodes out. Yeah, so check out probably one thing that's grown over um, since we've last done this is we've got a Instagram account. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of grown and developed. And it's just, I don't know, it's really just a spot where we can, um, we can share some of the achievements that some of the Bendigo Bats are, are doing. Um, so if you're keen to hear more about what we're doing, just give that a a follow um and yeah we'll probably just post some stuff on there so we'll um yeah who knows when we'll when we'll chat again and what we'll chat about but and we will try to have see. a few guests on so uh like it might be someone from athletics victoria one week to tell us about how the season's looking or maybe someone from another premier division club to uh tell us about how their team's kind of fearing up just trying to create some hype for this season going forward because it's an awesome product it's an awesome season um so yeah it's good to and it's just good to talk shit like yeah, if you haven't hopefully. figured out the last 45 minutes we've been talking 90 percent of it has been rubbish but um it's all based around running and trying to make it a bit more interesting hopefully we can get our number one ticket holder on as well when we yeah, find one when we get one all right andy thanks, thanks again Seth. lovely thanks brady 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.